The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And we're glad you're with us as we start this week out together. We hope you had a great weekend and hope you're ready for a great week and all that God has in store for you. And you're looking to Him for whatever it is that comes this week that you don't even know is coming. And uh, But I'm glad you're here. It's a great opportunity. I'm glad you're taking time to be in God's Word. And I, I encourage you and I commend you for that. And if you're following along on your Bible, or your tablet, or phone, we're going to be again in Ecclesiastes chapter number 8. As we're continuing our study through the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes chapter number 8, we're going to begin reading in verse... Uh, number nine. So you follow along as I'm going to begin reading in verse nine. The Bible says, All this have I seen and applied my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. He says, There is a time wherein one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. And so I saw the wicked buried who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city wherein they had done, had so done. This is also vanity. Because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked, neither shall shall he prolong his days, which are as the shadow, because he feareth not before God. The passage we're looking at before us this morning, I will tell you, is probably in our culture today one of the more relevant when you evaluate what's being described today. And we can see this. This was seen in Solomon's day. It's seen all the way through human history, which is unfortunate. And let me, let me break down, open up these verses a little bit so we have an understanding of what's being said, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. So he says in verse numbers 9, All this have I seen and applied my heart into every work, that this is done under the sun. Then he states, There is a time when one ruleth, one man ruleth over another. Someone, I work for somebody or, you know, slave at some point, whatever. And he says, to his own hurt. Uh, there, there's injustice in the way the boss is handling the circumstance. Verse 10. And so I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone from the place of the holy, and they were forgotten in the city wherein they had done so. This is also vanity. Because, verse 11, sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily. He's saying because what the, because these evil people who are doing wrong things are not dealt with quickly. We all like it quickly. It's not dealt with quickly. He, so he says at first, yes, because the justice that is needed is not handed out immediately or quickly, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. So simply we're, we're angry and sometimes rightfully so that somebody who's done wrong has gotten away with it or justice is going to come but it seems to take a long time and more people are going to be hurt before that person that guy who's been abusing a justice is brought to justice. And so the rest of us, or the world who sees it, we're tempted to kind of take you know, the law into our own hands or to get angry and to hurt that person and to kind of go back into evil against them simply because they have hurt somebody we believe they have. And, and our system, we look at our system, it's not fair, or we look at our system, it's not fast enough. And, and unfortunately, there are going to be times when people who make enough money seem to get away with certain things and, or however it works. And we could spend forever talking about that. What happens, what, what he's trying to teach us there is we have to surrender ourselves to the situation to the things, again, we cannot control. We talked about time on 
on Friday, but this is this is a bigger one. It could be, and he's talking about, you know, injustice in this situation. But, you know, there's a whole list of things that we can look at and say are just not fair. Things that have been done to us, things that we've seen done to other people, things we know where people are cheating and they're getting away with it. And it's easy for us to look at them and become very angry. And then we say, well, what's right? What's, what's worth? Why is it worth doing right when the people who are doing wrong are getting away with it? And so then what happens is we look back and say, where is God in the midst of all of this? Where's God in the injustice? Where's God in the hurt? Where's God in the bosses who are abusing or, or, or employees getting away with things and abusing their boss who may be being gracious? It could go either way in that circumstance. Who's, who, who is it going when a criminal gets away with something or a person in authority abuses that authority for wrong? Where is God in the midst of these times? And please remember, we live in a sinful world. We live in a world where humans are going to do what seems right in their eye, and if they can get away with it, they can get away with it. It's sin. We live in that world, and and, and there's no way to just fix all of that because we are sinful creatures. The question is, how do we respond to that? How do we live in light of all of that? Again, we're looking at wisdom, and wisdom to be able to submit to things for which we cannot control. So he, he, he gives us what we see today, what we see, what we've seen all the way through really human history. He says, so we want to do evil. Then he continues in verse 12. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged. He's done wrong a bunch and yet there's no justice. Yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it shall not be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before God. He never once states in this passage that we are to claim that these things are not happening. And some of it's been blown out of proportion, but generally there are some great injustices in the world today and have been since the time of Christ. I mean, the entire, the entire court case against Jesus was a pure injustice. Him on the cross was a pure injustice. He knew that and he allowed it. And Christians throughout human history have been slaughtered for their belief and still are today as an injustice. What Russia is doing to Ukraine right now, an injustice. Some of what happens in our country today, an injustice. I, I don't want to focus on that, but they are there. But he gives us some insight. He, he talks about the natural human nature of the frustration of that in these first few verses. And then in 12 and 13, he tells us some truth. And there's some powerful truth that we need to recognize. So let's evaluate these truths. He says, though a sinner does evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, I know that it will be well with them that fear God. He says that, here's what we have to understand. We have, if we understand God is a holy God, we also understand he's a just God. And that means that those things we see that we are convinced they're getting away with, while we see it in our time, that's not really the end. So the first thing he recognizes is those that fear God, God will take care of them. Those that don't, God's going to take care of them. Here's, here's the premise. A couple principles we have to look at. We are immediate people. We want things done right now. And sometimes we say, that guy's gone his entire life. And he's gotten away with it or she's gotten away with it. I think it's something we have to recognize. We can't place God into our time frame. Remember, God is outside of time. He's outside of nature. He doesn't look down and he doesn't see 2022 as 365 days. You know, he doesn't see the year. He doesn't see the years of these people have gotten away. He doesn't see how long it takes before that person is finally put in jail or that person who's in jail wrong is brought out. He doesn't see the time in that. He sees it, but he doesn't live off the time we do. So to God, these are, these are but shadows. These are but moments of time. 
So our whole life is in God. I mean, it's, it's, it's to him, it's just he's standing watching all of it at one time. He sees all of it. And so we look at it. We want it done now. God will deal with it. And he will deal with it in his time and in his way. And I'm telling you, I don't want to be the one doing wrong, being dealt with by God. A human judge, one thing. But God, no, because he is just, he is holy, and he is powerful, and he will not let injustice go without being dealt with. I mean, just study the tribulation time and all that God's going to bring into this world to the unjust. He will, in his time, deal with it. So while there are things we can do uh, that, you know, try, you know, in in area of politics and voting and things of that nature, now all the things the world gives us the freedom to do, we still have to recognize that we come a point where we are limited in what we can do and we just unfortunately have to submit that there are some things in life we cannot control and will always be that as long as there are sinners and humans in authority. It's always going to be like that. Until God is on the throne, Jesus is on the throne ruling on earth, this is the way life will be and it'll only get worse as we get closer to Jesus returning. So what do we do? Accept God is still sovereign. Accept God recognizes what is going on, and he promises one day he will deal with it. It will not be in our timetable, usually. So accept that. And then accept that there are things we can do in our time and do it. There are things we can do to encourage others. And can I tell you, accept the fact that our life needs to be focused on eternal values, And I'm not saying ignoring the things of the world, but if we get so consumed with the wrong of the world, we miss how we can be impactful for Jesus in the world, not for politics, for Jesus in this world. We can be so consumed and overcome with the right and wrong of this world and this political party and that political party and this group and that group. We can be so consumed with what we see as right and wrong that we miss what Jesus is, who he is, and what he's going to do. So we trust that God is sovereign, and we put this in his hand. It is so much easier to say to say to do, but it is the biblical way. We need to approach it that way. Give it to God. He will take care of it. And we move. We do what we can, give the rest to God, but focus our attention on how we can be salt and light in the earth, not necessarily political revolutionists. Bible, Bible people, let me phrase that, men and women in Scripture, all lived in pagan and unbiblical, in times where horrible things happened, and many times in slavery in pagan cultures. And yet somehow they honored God and the people in, those, in the authorities in those pagan world while still standing true for God. That should be our desire, to love God, to stand graciously and loving in a pagan world, to submit to the authority there while still standing strong for God. That's what we strive to do, be that influence and find that balance and let God deal with those things. In those times, we, he says we'll live peaceably with all men and we'll be able to have the influence God desires us to have. That is the goal and the mindset we hopefully we should have. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Monday morning and starting off the week together with me and our church and those others watching. We appreciate that. Hope this is encouragement. This is a bit of a challenge, but hope it's a great mindset that we can take with us. We hope you have a great week. Keep your eyes on Jesus and trust in him for whatever comes this week. And we hope you'll continue to be with us and join us again tomorrow. God bless.